Welcome to How to Rock the Stage Show, a show committed to equipping you to hone your media skills better to stand out from the crowd as a go-to expert in your field. Each week, Rich Montreger interviews top leaders, influencers, authors, speakers, podcasters, and media professionals about how to leverage media best to help you shine brighter on camera and stage as a go-to expert. Now, here's your host, The Trigger, Rich Bontrager. Well, welcome back for another edition of How the Rock to Stage. Yes, it's The Trigger, Rich Bontrager. We're live streaming on multiple channels once again every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. We go live with amazing guests, as we just heard in the introduction. By the way, that's the premiere of the brand new bumper for the show. Thank you to Dan Goodwin, the announcer on that, helping to produce and put that out. Really appreciate that. Uh, today has been one of those days that perfectly matches the alignment of the topic of our show. I, I could not have planned this any better if I tried to, and I try, but sometimes it didn't always match my day. But today I have been collaborating all day long. I started off the day on day three of a five-day summit two hours, streaming live, co-hosting, interviewing, wonderful time at the collaboration effort. This afternoon, I was working with Jim Cathcart, who we just recently had on the show. Uh, we are collaborating on a project he is doing. And tonight, guess what? The conversation is all going to be about how to leverage collaboration. Are you leveraging uh, collaboration and turning it into a wonderful, wonderful way to grow and gain more ground? We're going to get to that in just a minute. By the way, the National Speakers Association is the proud sponsor of How the Rock a Stage, another one of our collaboration relationships. They are sponsoring this each and every week now to help us grow and reach and uh, help you better do what you do. Tonight is going to be about collaboration and streaming and collecting and gathering more connections, relationships, and no one better than Melanie Benson to join us here tonight. She's an authority amplifier, the uh, possibility igniter. For, ex, uh, for expertpreneurs, uh, she's going to show us how to stand out from the crowd and in the market, attract high-paying clients with more and more opportunities. Melanie has a proven track record to accelerating results for her clients. It's not uncommon for them to 3 or 5x their revenue increase in the first six months. She's a host of the top 1.5% podcast called Amplifying Your Success. She's a co-host of the Next Level Influence, author of Rewind for Wealth and Entrepreneurs.com Startup Guide to Starting on Information Marketing Business. And if that's not enough, she's been featured in Bloomberg Business Week, Women's Day, Parenting, and one other little tidbit, Melanie is spends her free time in search of the best spas, beaches, Throughout the entire world. That's not a bad life. Welcome to the stage, Melanie Benson. Good to see you, Melanie. Hey, it's nice to be with you, Rich. So what's what's the best beach? Let's just get out of the way because people got to know. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, a, oh, it's tough. I, I, I'm usually, I mean, Australia, Bondi Beach, fantastic. I, I'm also really partial to St. John. I, I don't know. There's so many good ones. It's hard to choose one, but those those have got my heart right now. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks for being here with us tonight. Collaboration has been the theme of my day today. Uh, as we were talking about backstage, a lot of people really do not understand the power of collaboration. They think it's almost an afterthought, an accident. But you attack it head on as one of the primary tools to grow your brand, to elevate yourself, don't you? 
Yeah. Well, it's funny you say accident because it actually was an accident that I realized the power of collaboration, um, which I can talk about a little bit. But uh, basically, I have found no better way to open up uh, a really big stream of great client leads and amplifying more opportunities than to collaborate with somebody who's already built up an audience and built up a, a community of fans and loyal subscribers and, you know, trusted colleagues than, you know, someone like who's my colleague or my competitor even. So I think collaboration is this beautiful co-created opportunity to create win-win opportunities for everyone involved. And I think that's the key word. It's a win-win. Yeah. If you're going to collaborate, you bring all your poker chips, they bring all their poker chips and you get the best of both worlds working together. That's what my relationships have been. I love collaboration. Uh, by the way, tonight, if you're streaming along, ask questions in the chat. We will pull them up. We will bring you into the show with us, but maybe start us off with maybe three type of biggest visibility barriers. What mm. keeps people from really hiding and not getting out there like we're talking about? Yeah, and, and there's a real connection between collaboration and visibility, because I think when you are visible where your potential collaboration partners are, it, it's easier to collaborate. And so, you know, I see expertpreneurs, we all want the same thing, right? We want to be able to work with more clients. We want to make more sales. We know we need to grow our authority and our influence to do that. But yet, uh, and visibility, being visible where those opportunities are is a, is a perfect way to do that. And yet, we have these hidden barriers that, that um, get in our way. And I think the biggest one is when people are in this best kept secret syndrome. And they know, this has actually happened to me in the past, where you know you're really good at what you do. And you have expertise, you are an authority in the work that you do. And yet the world around you is particularly your clients, the people you want to work with, opportunities, speaking, uh, plan, you know, people that are booking speakers or podcasts. Yes, they don't recognize that expertise. Right, Rich? And so that is a visibility barrier, because if you're operating as best kept secret, chances are those people that are moving and shaking and doing things and making decisions aren't recognizing you're the person they should have on stage. You're the person they should be working with. So I think that's a big one. And uh, a second one, um, it's often referred to as imposter syndrome. Somebody corrected me one time and said, that's not a syndrome. It's a, these are moments. <laughs> we have moments of feeling like an imposter or a fraud. And what I have found, and I've been working with experts since the year 2000. And I have seen this trend where when somebody is moving in that imposter syndrome or imposter moments over and over again, they actually choose to not put themselves out there because they're afraid that somebody's going to find out they don't really know what they're doing. And really it comes from a fear, which you and I both know this, but those, that feeling of, wow, like, I don't know if I'm ready. Am I really good enough now? It keeps people from doing the things that would make them chosen by that speaker book or, or by that podcast host. So posture moments. And then last, I call it audience fail. Let's say this is a visibility barrier that you are doing all the right things, right? You are being visible. You are getting your message out there. You've worked out a magnetic message and you know you're really good at it, but you're doing all the right things in the wrong place. 
And this is what I find happens to people who are really good at what they do, but they're not getting good results from the investment in being more visible. They're not profitable. They're not getting a good return on investment. And that's because they're in the wrong audiences. And we all know if you don't have the right people in the audience, they're not going to say yes. And so all the great work doesn't really pay off. Okay, we're just going to dive a little bit deeper right there because that's like mind-blowing to most people. They work so hard to get in the right fishing pond, the right groups, the right. But you're saying sometimes it's not the right group. What are some of the reasons they fall into that? Are they just grabbing at straws, desperate for any attention instead of getting the right attention? Well, I think we've all done it. You know, sometimes there's a learning curve of, okay, so I think I know where I'm supposed to be. And then we realize, okay, that's actually not my audience. They're not resonating with my message that the relevance factor is off. Um, what they're looking for needing right now is not matching my superpower and the work that I do. And so sometimes best effort just fails because we're learning. But what I see more than that, Rich, is that there's a FOMO. And actually, maybe we should just make that the third visibility barrier, right? It's like <laughs> there's this FOMO of like, I need to be everywhere. I had this heartbreaking moment. I was, um, because I've had a podcast for a really long time. Um, you know, uh, Amplifier Success has been, I think we're in our sixth or seventh year now. And I had another one before that. And so I get invited to a lot of podcast events. And I was uh, invited to be what's called an icon of influence where people pitch their topic to me as a podcaster. And I'm in the back of the room waiting to be invited up to the stage. And it was on the last day and the audience, you know, who hadn't got to pitch yet, they're feeling, they start to get a little anxious and they're like, oh my God, I've missed my moment. People aren't here anymore. And this woman was like, she was panicking. She said, I said, why are you panicking? And I said, you know, you're get about ready to get your time on stage. And she said, yes, but like, I need to be on everybody's podcast. And I don't know, is my message right? Are they going to get it? And I looked at her and I wanted to shake her. And I would say, you do not want to be on everybody's podcast because everybody is not your audience. And I think even though most of us are sophisticated, right, Rich? Like we kind of know that, but yet we don't really vet out these collaboration opportunities and these uh, podcast guesting moments, the visibility opportunities that are presented to us, we're just flattered and we say yes out of this automatic response, this habit. And then we end up uh, you know, in these showcases that may not really be where our audiences are. So this is actually one of the first steps I do in my program because I feel like if we can get the audience right, then we're going to get so much of the rest. You know, it's like moving people through our sales and our buying process is so much easier. Well, today on the Wisdom Council with Jim Cathcart that I was helping to produce and run with them, that was part of our focus, was helping them laser focus, know your demographics, know your type, build your avatar, uh, name your avatar, really give Bobby, Susie, you know, whatever the name, but get to know it so well that you won't say yes to the wrong thing. Uh, and it's so important to to do that and then to stand out. Now, you also talk about collaborative currency, which I think is a cool term. I Thanks. love the term. So break it down for us. Yeah. So collaboration currency really is a, a starting point, I think, for many of us. And so let me just take you back to when I started discovering the power of these collaboration currency, you know, I'm super green. I've come out of a corporate marketplace. I've taken coach training. I'm going to these networking meetings. I'm trying to figure out like, how do I present what I do to the world in a way that they get it? And I'm just getting crickets. It's all really hard. And I kind of like fell into 
this um, group of really high-end marketers in the Los Angeles area. And somehow we started bonding and spending time together. And we kind of fell in love with what each other did. And we could see there was so much synergy. And so I had a stage that they wanted to be on. And they had stages that were really valuable. They were filling their room with 150, 200 of my ideal clients. And we started saying like, hey, we should be like promoting each other and inviting each other to stages, right? And, you know, from that moment, and over like a two to three year period, I made close to a million dollars in revenue from the stages and the opportunities that these collaboration partners put me in front of. And I started to realize like, wow, this is fantastic. Like they've done the work to fill that event. I do the work to fill my event, but we're benefiting from that showcase for three reasons. One, uh, I don't have to do all the work to fill the room. They have. Um, two, the moment I step on their stage from their invitation, I am being extended instant credibility and authority in the mind of the audience, which, okay, so I know you know because I can see your reaction there. And then third, um, there is this ongoing win-win-win, as I mentioned earlier. It's like they're winning because they're filling content that they need. Um, I'm winning because I'm making sales and I'm building a relationship and building up an audience of, of potential buyers. But the audience, the buyers, the clients win because they're getting access to, they're getting a problem solved that, you know, that person who's invited me doesn't do. And that's where I really see the magic unfolding in what I call collaboration currency, which I've actually trademarked because I found this is such a powerful, energetic place to be because it starts with our mindset, but then it, it like becomes this really exciting magnetic quality to find these collaboration partners, even with our competitors. And I think that's what's so beautiful because competition doesn't exist when we're in that collaboration currency mindset. No. And I, I, I love all that. And a lot of my best stuff has been collaboration. The best doors have opened up through collaboration because you do get into a different portfolio. Uh, you do have that legitimacy factor because you're going to praise them. They're going to praise you. You're going to co-elevate each other. There's so much that happens through that. And once you're in those circles, you're going to have another circle and another circle. And it's like the door just keeps opening up. Now, there is another term out there. And I want to see what you think about this one. There is this buzzword of the JV partnership. Hmm. And I get all these emails on this. Rich, yeah. let, let's talk about JV partnership. Yeah. First of all, briefly, what is it and why is it not the same as collaboration? Yeah. So there's actually joint venture JV is um, a term that's kind of become a broadly used term, kind of like masterminds have a lot of yeah. different ways that people use mastermind, but they don't, it doesn't really mean what it originally meant. So a joint venture is actually uh, two people co-creating something new together, typically a product and offering of some kind. Uh, in the marketing world, it's been kind of morphed into, hey, you've got an audience, I've got an offer, let's partner up and co-promote it. And so JVs, um, and, and there's like really sophisticated, advanced, like big campaigns and contests. And, you know, people have made an entire uh, business of teaching people how to JV and, and make good money from it. And I truly believe that if that's uh, a way that, that, you know, you want to run your business, that there is a lot of value in that. I personally 
um, don't enjoy the JV model as well as I enjoy collaboration. Because in the collaboration model, so here's one of the distinctions. In the JV world, it's like I'm putting this big campaign with like 50 or 100 partners to promote my thing and everybody's promoting the same thing. And so we have all this crossover of lists and all of a sudden people are seeing the same emails and the same promos going out from 50 or 100 people and they kind of get turned off by it, you know, so mm -hmm. especially the more sophisticated buyers. Um, and in a collaboration model, what I find is that we're constantly seeking a win-win. And so it's simpler. It's easier to um, say yes to it. There's usually a lot less moving parts. There is still um, financial gain. There's still a profitable business model there. But when I collaborate, I'm looking for what's the win right now, but there's also what's the win long-term. I'm not looking for somebody just to promote right now today, this one campaign. I'm looking for people that we we love what we do. Oftentimes we care deeply for each other and we really want to support each other. And we're going to find the creative way to continually promote and advance each other. And so it's not just like a one-off transaction. It's a ongoing co-created relationship where we're both looking for the best ways to add value into each other's offers. So I could go, Hey, Rich, I've got an event coming up. You got a, you got an opening in your promo and you'd be like, yeah, girl, I gotcha. You know? So it's like, and, and it's more of a organic ongoing thing rather than a very structured promotional sequence. And I'm not saying that wouldn't be in there. It's just not the core focus of how we collaborate. So, Right now, I'm currently doing that week-long uh, summit. That summit now has turned on to a collaborative ongoing because we're producing more summits of different names and different. So we're having babies virtually with yeah. more summits because the collaboration works. And that's what you're talking about is once you get in that good, others will come to you. You'll be seen as the expert that can help collaborate or you'll continue on with that relationship. So maybe give us an example or two of what are good collaborative opportunities that people may not even know are right in front of them? What can they actually really do? Well, I, I think you have to start with what's the easiest thing right in front of you. And first of all, do not wait for collaboration to come your way. I always tell my clients, like, be the person who initiates collaboration first. So one of my favorite super easy ways is podcasts, either side of the microphone, right? And and you could by, by extension say an online show like Rich is doing here. But a podcast, an online show, here's a little known fact. Most of these people who host those shows are constantly looking for great value to add to their show lineup. And they may be booked out for a while, but they need great talent and uh, awesome experts who bring uh, something unique or something of value into the show. So that's an easy one. And what I think kind of will is like a booster, like it supercharged the collaborative effort. And part of the reason why I actually started my podcast in the very beginning was when you have your own show, what's commonly known as a show swap or a podcast swap. And so if you are waiting for people to invite you or what happens for many of my clients who go through my guest expert system, they're like, Melanie, like I'm, you know, like I'm coming in this program because I've been pitching and pitching and pitching and I'm not getting on people's shows. When you have your own show, you get to activate 
the collaboration currency. You get to say, hey, I have a show. I'd love to talk to you about being on my show. Give value first. As Bob Berg, one of my great friends, teaches the go-getter process, like be the, I'm sorry, the go-giver process. <laughs> go-getter is another book. <laughs> but, um, you know, you give first. And often when that exchange of, of energy happens in the conversation and people are like, wow, you're a powerhouse. Like what else you got going? How else, what else can we do together? Then the invitation will often be reciprocated and you will be invited onto their stage. And that's how I think a super easy way to kick off collaborations happen. I have other ideas, but you tell me how we're doing on time. No, no, no. I mean, again, there, there are so many and the collaborative ideas are really important to think about because like you're, you're, you're stressing, you can create them, you can create them. Now, when the, there comes a point where people do reach out to you, they see you actively doing this and they mm -hmm. see you as a rock star you are. But I've also find if you want to go to the next level, if you, if you want to tear up, intentionally find something that you know is a rock star in their own right, reach out and say, I would love to collaborate with you. There are so many that you may think are too big for you that actually would love to collaborate with you. And they know part of their role is to level up you. And true that there true. are a lot of people like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, so I pay attention to where's the value for my audience. Mm -hmm. And even if I can't find it, but I really like somebody, I'm going to help them discover the value they can bring to my audience. Cause sometimes like you just know, I really like this person. I love what they're up to in the world but they don't have their messaging clear or they haven't quite figured out what their niche is or their, their focus is over here and I see something over here. And so I might say, hey, if you ever talk about this, this would be really valuable for my audience. And they're like, sold, like I can do that in a heartbeat. And so I think again, like this idea of collaboration currency, it is a way of thinking, like how do I build a network of people in my life that I actually enjoy bringing opportunity to and and then somehow that opportunity is reciprocated i actually had this happen the other day there's a, a guy that i talked to maybe six months ago and we were having this conversation well i didn't really think it went very far but apparently he's been like referring me to all these people and these people were getting on my collaboration calendar and they were inviting me to come speak at their events and i'm like this is cool and i said how did you get connected with me? They're like, oh, so-and-so said you were the person I had to have speak on this topic, which normally is about leveraging uh, podcast guesting and, and online shows as a guest expert. <laughs> so I just thought that was hilarious. Like I didn't really know where it was going. I didn't see like in the moment value, but apparently he's been referring me. And that's really what happens with collaboration currency. Now, guess what? I'm looking for ways that I can give value back to this guy because <laughs> I'm like, man, he's been so generous. I want to figure out how I can give some value back to him. And, you know, little known, I'd actually sent him a client uh, a couple of weeks ago. And then I was like, oh, cool. This is how it works. This is where if, collaborations get sweet. If you have a question for Melanie, drop it in the chat. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, one other benefit of collaboration is, and it just happened to me today uh, in one of my collaborations, uh, if someone has someone cancel, not show up, you're already in their sphere. You've already proven yourself. They will call you last minute, and they, they had just did it a couple hours ago. Can you be on tomorrow at 3? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great to have those people already ready to grab you because it does keep you out there. It does keep the cycle going. 
And people don't even realize the benefit of that until it really happens to you. Get Absolutely. on people's calendars. Let them know you are there to back them up because this is not a perfect thing that we do, right? Yeah. And it's, it's funny. Like, so people say, well, how do I start them? Which we talked about, but then how do I keep them going? Right. Yeah. And I think there's this, we're all busy. And so this is, again, is about being intentional and figuring out how can I stay connected to those people that I want to collaborate with? So for me, one of the things I do is I keep a list of people that I I'm routinely collaborating with, or I'd like to open up collaborations and so just the other day, uh, these were some former clients of mine. I was flying through Atlanta and I was thinking of them. And so I sent her an email and I said, I'm just thinking about you. So you know what she did? The moment I said, I've been thinking about you, she sent me three referrals to people that were looking for support in what I do. And I just, you know, kind of synchronicity timing wise. But I just think that we forget we need to nurture these relationships and, you know, they're not going to stay fresh and connected all the time unless you're constantly visible in their orbit. So let's talk one of the brass tacks of this collaboration. Everyone's thinking, I want to make money. So when it comes to collaboration, is it a 50-50, the 60-40? What are some tips you can give us to how to navigate? Because that's a rocky discussion for some people when they say, hey, yeah. Melanie, let's do a collab. <laughs> how do you navigate it? Yeah, well, I think it's a, like we would, let's define what collaboration is. And so um, maybe on one level, a very simple way to do is just swap some audience exposure and know that you're building your list and your job is to work those prospects and those leads once they're inside your community. So obviously you're doing email marketing or you've got your own podcast or your show where you're going to continue to build the relationship with those leads. So that's a super simple, no money's exchanged, but the value is in the exposure to each other's audiences. Now let's get a little bit more tactical and strategic and strategic from the place of, I wanna do something a little bit more advanced. So let's say you've got a program and Richard, blow your mind how many people forget to do this, but let's say they've you've got a program and you'd like to open that program, get some exposure to some new audiences. Let's say you reach out to 10 or 20 of your collaboration partners and say, hey, guys, I'm doing a master class on this date. Do you have some room on your promo calendar? Could you uh, mail for me or could you invite some of your best uh, referrals to come join me? You might want to get a little more strategic and, and have affiliate links to help track those leads because mm -hmm. I like to financially acknowledge referrals, you know, that somebody gives me. And so we track those and typically a split is somewhere between 30 to 40%. That's a pretty decent one. If it's a high ticket, very heavy service um, offer, it's more like 10 to 20%. But I always think like, what is the value that that partner will treasure that will make them continue to want to collaborate with me and send me referrals, send me leads? Oftentimes it's very little to do with the money and it's more to do with knowing that you're adding value into someone's life, knowing that we're working together to constantly support each other, knowing that you're going to promote them as well as promote you and that you're going to refer them to that speaking opportunity or whatever, which I often do for my collaboration partners. And the money is a nice, generous way to say thanks for specific referrals but mm -hmm. if you ask most really, I don't know if you think this, see this differently, Rich, but I see most people, it's not the money that drives them. It's the value we know we're giving 
It's the value of what we're giving. It's your scratch your back. I'll scratch your back. We both get elevated. There's the relationship side that I think is so, so important in all this. Yeah. By the way, stick around, everybody. Melanie's going to have a gift here in just a moment. We're going to let you know about that gift. The one other thing that I think collaboration does, and this is where I often get called into them. People are thinking about this summit, that summit. They want to do a mastermind, but then they get midway into it and they go, I really don't know what I'm doing or I don't want to do it alone. I realize I'm way over my head. <laughs> and then they call and say, can you collaborate? Because you know this business, you know what you're doing. And a lot of them come in to say, help me do it better with you instead of me killing myself. Is that true what you hear as well? Yeah. So that would be the co-creating, you know, new, like, so I think of it like you're taking your asset and capital, someone else is taking their asset and their capital, and you're co-creating something together that can be done on their own. And that's where our complementary skill sets can often accelerate outcomes for all of us. So in that case, you have to figure out what feels like a win-win outcome. Um, am I getting paid for my time? Or are we going to um, split the revenues on what's being sold through this co-created uh, offering? Uh, am I going to, you know, like promote for you something <laughs> once we're done with this? So really it's like, again, what's the win for people in that collaborative moment? But I do that with a lot of people. Um, you know, we might collaborate, you know, I have, I'm very good with messaging and uh, helping people, you know, strategically get their message in, on the right stages and audience, in front of the right audiences and then learning how to monetize that. But other people have other skill sets. Other people are better at, you know, thinking through offers or how to like uh, design these complicated sales funnels. So, you know, we all have assets. And again, it's about finding the win-win, like what's the win for you? What's the win for them? And how do we leverage what what our superpowers are in this world? Melanie Benson is with us tonight. By the way, Melanie has a free downloadable resource. It reveals a seven-step plan to leverage collaboration currency, as she was mentioning here, and it fuels it into a six-figure boost to your business and to your authority as well. I'm going to drop this in the chat. Melanie, tell us a little bit about this. What What is this wonderful PDF? Yeah, so it's a downloadable, basically it's a roadmap of how, I, again, something I stumbled onto and then I realized like, oh, this is actually how I built the seven figure business is I actually leverage collaboration currency as the conduit for a new business coming in. But, you know, you have to have things going on behind, you know, in the background, you've got to have your own puzzle pieces to layer in with that. You have to have a magnetic message. You have to have an irresistible offer. You need to have um, you know, a way for people to buy from you. You need to be really good at the sales conversation. And so it's the seven puzzle pieces that layer in with that collaboration currency so that you don't just have like leads coming in and they're going nowhere. You actually have all the pieces together. So you're able to boost your business by six or even seven figures by, you know, tapping into other people's audiences. And most of the time that's with us sharing our message uh, behind the microphone on someone else's stage. Like she's doing right now. So grab that link, take advantage of it. Melanie, I already put in the chat, all your social media. What's the number one best place for you to get connected with people? Yeah. So amplifywithmelanie.com. That's definitely the best place to get the resource. You know, I'm pretty active on Twitter and Instagram. I, I make it a practice to tap in at least once or twice a day on the main primary platforms because, I, again, I'm I'm very much about authenticity and connection. So I like to have that first line of defense. So um, I think 
my favorite place right now is uh, probably TikTok, believe it or not. <laughs> Love that. I know. I just, I have a friend challenged me to get on TikTok and I'm like, ooh, this is really fun. So that's been a, and it's like growing like gangbusters way faster than any other platform. But yeah, um, I, I'm just happy to connect wherever. And when you reach out and you follow me on the social platform of the, your favorite choice, make sure you give me a little shout out and say, hey, I heard you on Rock the Stage with Rich. So I can give Rich a big thank you for bringing me onto the stage and sharing, uh, getting us connected today. Melanie Benson, we have to connect on TikTok. Okay. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll do a gonna happen right after this. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie Benson, again, reach out to her. All the links are in the chat right there. We thank you for being here tonight. Bell Melanie, hey, don't forget, Rock the Stage is here every Wednesday night. How to Rock the Stage live, streaming on multiple platforms. We are now also at adding the audio podcast version of this very show. We are, we are going through Anchor. We're going to have the video show, the audio show, so you can get it now on many different platforms. Look for that big release coming up extremely soon. Also, if you are wanting to learn about more about how to be a great podcast host, podcast interview, uh, level up your podcasting game. We're going to do Podcasting 101. It's going to start next Monday night. Uh, I'm going to be putting that back on more social media. If you have any questions about Podcasting 101, contact me, rich at richbontrager.net, or simply go to rockthestagemedia.com and look at the event and register and join it. That will be an interactive Zoom participation group. So please join that. Hey, until next week, Keep working on what you're working on. Keep taking these things. Find more collaborations. If you have any questions, follow up with Melanie, follow up with myself. And of course, we're here every week to help you shine on camera, shine on stage, to elevate you and your brand authority so you are seen as that go-to expert in your industry. Until then, keep rocking the stage, and we'll see you next Wednesday night live for another edition of How the Rock the Stage. <laughs>